Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cherished Daughters Podcast with your host, Havoya Conover. Hello, <laughs> hello ladies, how are you? It's been far too long. I'm back with another episode. So many great things are going on, so many great lessons. God is teaching me so much in this season and I am incredibly grateful. I'm so happy to be before you again today to share what our Abba Father is doing in and through my life, ladies, it is beyond amazing, um, the things that we're going through. So, I am still um, in the planning stages, almost launching stages of this nonprofit. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be impactful. It will change lives for generations to come. And I'm just so excited that God uh, allowed me to operate in my purpose. I know a lot of people don't have the opportunity. We all have things that we're doing on a day-to-day basis, trying to, you know, just make ends meet and uh, be a productive member of society, take care of family, friends, responsibilities. But I also get the pleasure of doing the Father's will and living out my purpose. Now, not to say that it's easy or that it's a walk in the park. I have faced every fear I've had. I have had trial after trial. And it has been this last six months have been the toughest of my life. But I will say it has been worth every second of it. Um, my faith has grown exponentially. And I've been able to come in contact and be a blessing to and learn from so many amazing people that had I not taken the leap of faith and followed God and gone out onto this journey that I'm currently on that I would have never known. So for that, I am eternally grateful. And as we are approaching um, the summer, I am participating in a purity conference with one of the ladies from church. I felt led to support her. Um, God just laid it on my heart to really just, you know, just do what I can, use my talents and ability to come alongside her and support her in what she's doing. It is a women's retreat. It's a three-day retreat where you get away and you talk about what it means to be pure, God's idea for for sex and um, marriage. So, yes, it is a uh, challenging topic, one that is not um, popular in public, but one that is a part of all of our lives. And so through my work with her and just preparing leading up to the retreat, um, which is in August, I was creating a video um, just detailing, just sharing a bit about my own purity walk. And I wanted to just hop on a podcast and talk about that. You know, what does that look like, right? We're God's cherished daughters. We know he loves us. We know our worth. We know our value. Um, Now we know our purpose. What does that mean for the other areas of our life? How does that translate to our relationships with um, the man that God has for us? And in this season of my life, like I've shared, you know, many times on the podcast, I'm currently in a single season in my life. Um, But what I haven't shared is that I have been walking um, and celibacy for three years. And of those three years, two of them have been a walk of purity. 
purity. Hmm, what does that mean, Tavoya? <laughs> what is purity? Well, we are all familiar with celibacy, which means that we abstain from sexual acts outside of marriage, right? You are celibate or you're not having sex, not doing anything, any type of sexual acts. Well, for the Christian, it is until marriage. But what I've learned through the relationships I've been able to build over the last couple of years, there's more to it. There's another level. When you begin to renew your mind and you begin to want to live your life in a way that brings honor and glory to God in every area, you also take that into your sex life and your sexuality. Um, And so that means that not only are you going to abstain from sexual acts while you're single and unmarried, but you're also going to renew your mind. You're going to think thoughts that are pure and that bring glory to God. So that includes, you know, what types of things am I keeping before my eyes? That means I personally, I don't watch anything that I know it's going to have a sexual tone or nothing with any type of sexual scenes. I don't listen to, um, actively listen to or choose to listen to music that has lyrics that are sexual. Um, now, I have been in environments where I'm not, it's not my environment. I can't control it and that music's being played. But I make a active choice not to put myself in those environments where I think that may be the case and I don't choose to play that type of music for myself at all that's when you're like to boy that's extreme but this is what this is what purity is right this is the difference Um, and because I also want a different result for my life and I want my marriage that God has for me um, for that to be used for his glory to be that unlike any marriage that I've seen in my family or in my friends around me. So I want it to be completely different, which means what? I have to do something completely different to get a result that I've never seen before. So this may sound extreme to you, but I want an extreme outcome. I want a marriage that is glorifying to God. I want a lifestyle that brings God glory in everything that I do. I want people to see Jesus and Jesus to be glorified in every aspect of my life and the way that I parent and the way that I I work and the way that I have fun and the way that I relate to my familiar relationships, my friendships. I want them all to bring glory to God. So my um, approach to purity is also that I want my purity is going to be the outflow of um, my marriage. So I am training myself to not be in a sexual thought pattern outside of my marriage bed. So that means in order to ensure that, I don't watch, like I said, don't watch those movies. I don't listen to uh, music, which is a lot of R&B and um, neo-soul music, which is something that I I really enjoyed prior to becoming a believer. I enjoy those genres of music, but they're very much less field. Um, so that's another thing that purity does. Purity reveals lust it allows you to compartmentalize what lust is and then take it over in the contrast of what because lust is of the flesh and of 
the enemy so you know that God's plan for you and for sex is not lust-based. It is love-based. So it's allowing you to separate the two so you get rid of everything that conjures up um, feelings of lust. And so um, and there are lots of things that living in this society will allow you to be attracted to things of lust it introduces lust into your heart at a very young age if you can look around at our society we are lust obsessed romance movies like you can even see from the time that like my, my son is 10 going on 11 so now he's not really into the cartoons as much but he likes the disney like um young programs even in those things they're they're encouraging the little boys to lust after little girls um and then now it's gone even, you know, a step further. And now they're introducing same-sex attracted homosexual characters at the middle school age range. So there's a lot that you have to pull your mind away to preserve what God intended for the marriage bed and what purity um, means. So what it's been able to do for me, What it's been able to do for me is um, allow me to examine my views on sex and sexuality and see where they come from. Um, I was listening to a study by um, a young lady who has an online presence. Her name is Jada. I think her handle is Jada Danielle. I'm not familiar with her, um, I don't know the name of her ministry, but she's wonderful. I'm going to try to link her in the um, show notes because her ministry is so powerful. Um, I've been, and pr even prior to her, I've been on this purity journey and wanting to truly be set free from the bondage that comes from needing to be validated by my relationship with a man. And for me, my experience happened that if I were, if I was in a relationship with a man at some point would enter in what a sexual component, um, there would be something there. And obviously God created us men and female, and we are attracted to, um, as women, we are attracted to men. So then there would be an attraction there. And then for me, there would often be a, um, an influx of lustful attraction, where that I, I was, if I found someone very handsome, physically attractive, and mentally attractive, then there was a strong sense of lust that would come over, which means that I, I would find them desirable, and I would want to act on those feelings um, um, pretty soon. And so as I became a believer, I realized that, okay, well, then I don't want to do anything like I don't I don't want to hold hands <laughs> I don't want to kiss I don't do we can't be alone not that those things are bad but I was just addressing the symptom and I was not addressing the root and the root was the spirit of lust and what my understanding of sexuality um what that was and what what that is and where that comes from and it's something that most of us experience your your symptom may not mimic my own symptom but you still have uh, a battle with lust almost nine times out of ten I would say just because that's what we think <laughs> that's what we're trained to think whether it's through movies music pornography conversations with your girlfriends conversations 
with your partner or your spouse or, you know, his his ideas and, and what you're expected to do to, when you come together in that manner, it's all lust driven. It's not love driven. So walking in purity allows you to take away the active participation in sexual thoughts, sexual arousal, and just quiet all of that, quiet your flesh and your body to the point where it's, I mean, you're still walking around with all of your organs, but it's just not a part of your day-to-day life. And the more you just starve that that part of your life out, the quieter and quieter that it gets, and the more objective you're allowed to be when examining why do you, why, what are my thoughts of, of, of sex? What do I think about it? Do I, do I think it's beautiful? Do I think it's dirty? Do I think it's nasty? Do I think it's something that I just do this so I can be, um, continuing a relationship with him? Um, are you thinking that you're supposed to do something to love your husband or is it just something that you're doing to chase a feeling? And I had never thought about those things, guys. Like, it was never anything that I thought of, you know? I went from thinking that, you know, I'm going to wait until I get married and I'm just going to do it. But I never thought about, like, what am I doing? Am I doing this to, to bring glory to God? Like, I never thought about that. And Jada said this on her most recent um, YouTube lesson that she was teaching. She said, you know, we can't (laughs) do things the world's way and expect to experience God's plan for something. We can't go into a marriage and try to relate to one another that um, same way we did when we were in the world because nothing else about our life as Christians uh, is the same as the world or it shouldn't be because the word tells us to be ye set apart so why then would our sexuality be any different why would that not be something that we would have to renew our mind on and that just completely blew me away I had never ever thought that now I knew that I'd shared in the past with the the fact that you were not supposed to awaken those things. So not only are you not, um, you know, of course, you're not going to watch pornography when you're walking in purity, because obviously you don't want to have any of those images there. If you do have a thought or image come up in your mind because you have had, you know, past experiences, you cast that down, you speak against it, you pray over it. And you give that to Jesus and you continue to walk and you think, as the word tells us, on things that are pure, things that are lovely, um, you continue to think that. So I have been able to do that. And I had, like I said, removed myself. I dressed myself in modest attire, still very fun, fashionable, age appropriate, but just not in any way enhancing anything that would make me look, quote, unquote, sexy. I was choosing not to elicit sexual response from my male counterparts um you you train yourself in those ways you know that you're not supposed to do self-stimulation because you want your body to be quieted you only want the sexuality to be realized once you come into union with your husband dating no kissing no holding hands no hugging um all of these types of things 
sound very extreme, but this is exactly what I was doing because I wanted a different result, right? But then how, <laughs> how then I'd never asked myself like, so when I got into marriage, I was supposed to just unlearn everything that I had known from the past and my husband and I were going to come together, we'd be saved and everything would be great. But what I've learned and what I wanted to bring to you guys, because it's truly blessed me, is that I really need to understand God's intention for sex. So Shannon, who, who's a facilitator and the founder of the Saving It for Hubby, Purely Loved um, retreat, she says that sex is worship. I said, what? the what the what it's work worship how now and when she says that initially most people are like what do you what do you mean <laughs> like it just it just does not seem like it it's plausible it just seems ridiculous how can it possibly be because then you have to think about well why can it be if god made it he made it beautiful he made it for you guys to come together he commands you to do it the only time you're supposed to not do it is when you're fasting and you both agree that you can't do it. Why is it not? But because it's, you know, it's just dirty. It's just, you're not, you know, you're not supposed to. But who says it's dirty? What did, what does God tell you that's dirty, but he allows you to do it? There's nothing that he says is dirty that he tells you to do. All the things that he says is dirty he tells you to abstain from, to flee from. So we're taking our mindset that says we want to participate in this dirty thing and we're going to bring the dirty thing into our holy bed, marriage bed. It just, it doesn't make sense. The two things just don't go together. And so you have to walk that back and, and really think about um what purity does so it's an effort to try to teach you um god's design and his plan for sex and um i had to learn that you know god made sex for love to bring us together in our covenant with our husband and our wife for us to two to become one flesh literally figuratively spiritually and emotionally right physically your body parts are, are come together and you become one spiritually you guys are having spiritually you guys are coming together and you're creating a soul tie, right? Because um, also what you do during your purity <laughs> season is you break any previous soul ties. So t when you come together in sex, God designed it this way. You come together and your souls knit together. They become one flesh. That's a part of the two become flesh. So physically, you become one because you actually fit together like a puzzle. And then spiritually, you become one because your souls are knit together. There's a bond that brings you together emotionally you come together because your your soul your mind your will and your emotions you're experiencing romantic feelings you're emotionally you're having um um this endorphins release during sex both male and female that that's a bonding a cuddling 
type of so your mind your will your emotions are all becoming one you're becoming one flesh with this act and in this time when you're your most vulnerable when you're together and your bodies are relaxed and you are you like you can't be any more vulnerable and and then in this time it's a time where God is pleased because you're doing everything that he designed for you guys to do. Um, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And uh, I remember hearing Jada say that she, you can play worship music. And I remember Shannon saying it's an act of worship. And, I, and then for a while, I just really could not wrap my mind around that. Like how? Is this an act of worship? I just don't get it. But it, I get it now. I get it because it's... God is pleased when we come together. We have to, we have to realize that God created sex. The enemy did not create it. God created it. And the pleasurable part of it is a gift for a man and woman to become one flesh. To encourage them to become one flesh because he doesn't want us to be divorced he doesn't want the family unit to break down he wants us to continue to come together because we're showing Christ's example of the church right Christ and the church becoming one it's an example to the world a husband and wife and us coming together so it's a part of his greater plan and that is a beautiful thing so when you're walking in purity you have the opportunity to break off those soul ties because you don't want to be in um, this position trying to become close in one flesh with your husband and you're thinking of Tyrone and Ray Ray um, and the things that you did with those people. No, you want to be completely pure and clean in your mind, your heart, and your spirit. So you pray over yourself and you ask God to remove all ties to them, Anyone that, anything that you picked up anything that was attached to you through you coming together with one flesh with that person and when you really think about it that way like it now you're like oh my god how could I ever do this with anybody other than who God has for me what was I thinking but there's no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus because we're all made new creatures um thank you Lord and um when we come to Christ you don't have to worry about that but I'm just thinking in hindsight what was I thinking but um, you want to break that off of you. You want to, um, you don't have to repent of it, but you do have to renounce anything associated with it, any um, gifting, like anything he gave you, any type of gift, anything that you guys purchased together. Um, just completely take all of that out of you so that you can be pure. So don't entertain any conversations that would even suggest that you go back. If that old person calls you, don't. There's nothing to talk about. Um, if you um, happen to, you know, have parented a child together, then obviously you have to co-parent. But just keep your conversations about your child and always, you know, pray it's the best for them. And that's it. There's no need to try to rekindle anything. Make sure that that tie is severed so that you're pure and holy. You're able to receive um, your God-intended spouse and what God has for the two of you together because we want to be in a place where we can constantly come together 
with our spouse and and be renewed as we go back out into this very harsh world um, because God had something for us to do together and it's this relationship and marriage should be a safe place for two to come together and, and grow that bond as we can go back out into the world and be a force for change for the kingdom um, and our coming together brings great strength to us and then um, just remember that you don't have to approach it the way the world says that you have to do these things for him so that he won't leave you and that's another great thing that Jada said that I hadn't thought about till I heard her program on oh god was it maybe Monday Monday or Tuesday of this week but it was so good. Oh my God. I'm so I woke up the next morning praising God for Jada because that I know that was a God inspired message. And it just blessed my whole life when she said that a lot of women they don't enjoy sex because they go into sex with the idea with from a place of fear. Fear that if I don't give him this, he won't love me. Fear that if I don't put it on him then he's going to, you know, leave me or he's not going to like it or he's going to think that I'm not good or someone else is going to try to do something. So we go in wearing a mask and wanting to prove or perform for our, for our husband, which is that was not God's plan or his intention either because we were supposed to just be one man, one woman coming together and discovering for from one another and it can still be that way but the what purity allows you to do is break all of that other stuff off if you have never engaged in sex purity just allows you to remain in your original pure state but if you've already gone and had um, a sexual experience outside of your marriage bed or if you've been influenced by outside um, the worldly influences into your mindset and your viewpoint on sex you need to strip all of that away which includes not having fear uh, knowing that you're coming to show your husband love, you know, not lust, but love. Lust is insatiable and never satisfied. It's always looking for the next thing. It's always looking for the next fix. It's always looking for the next fill. And it's never, nothing It's going to ever fill it. But love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-seeking. It looks, it sees others before itself. It keeps no record of wrong. It covers a multitude of sins. That's what love does. And that is completely different. Than, and he better be able to do like Ray Ray. And, he, and I like it when Tyrone does this. Instead of coming together and loving one another and discovering together. And purity teaches you to value that experience and allow God to take the lead and invite the Holy Spirit in even to your marriage bed which is crazy right like what play worship music while you're doing the get down not saying you have to do it every time but but just to shift your mindset to see that that is appropriate when you're doing that and that completely changed my life because I was like how can it <laughs> Shanna is worship <laughs> how can it be worship Jada are you it's worship but yes just um be encouraged and realize that God keep no good thing from us and that he means for us to have all of the good gifts he's created for his children 
and that is a blessing and that is included as one of them so i thank you so much for listening today this again it's tavoya with the cherished daughters podcast be blessed bye-bye mm-hmm.